Welcome back to Memoirs. We are actually halfway through season one. We're going to get into episode five, but first, just a friendly reminder. You can follow me on Instagram at therapist underscore bay underscore, and you can read the blog at www.men-moirs.com. Episode five, the man that comes up short. Whenever I felt stressed, I enjoyed going to the gym. There was something satisfying about pushing myself to the limits that helped me clear my mind. I was desperately in need of a clear mind. My job was emotionally draining and I was homesick. I decided to treat myself and purchase an LA fitness membership. In the past, I had only experienced Planet Fitness memberships. However, I was in a new stage of life with a new income. Though forever frugal, I felt blessed that I was no longer bound to a $10 a month gym budget. Armed with a Frosty Glacier Gatorade, headphones, and a mean playlist, I headed to the gym. I quickly realized where all the handsome men in Atlanta had been hiding. Buckhead LA Fitness. I was impressed but determined to get in a good workout, so I avoided the men and hit the stair machine. The stair machine was their largest piece of gym equipment, and I eagerly climbed onto it, towering myself over the fitness gurus, pushing all my stressors into the artificial staircase. I was so focused on exercising that I didn't realize a guy was standing beside me, staring up with a friendly half-smile. I yanked the headphone bud out of my ear. Hey, he said gently. I, I'd been trying to get your attention, he continued with a stutter. Strangely, I hadn't noticed him at all. I had spent so many years pretending I didn't see or hear men who were trying to get my attention. It was like now I had lost the ability to hear men altogether. I'm Drew, he introduced. Drew was definitely someone I would have noticed under normal circumstances. He stood confidently with a peanut butter complexion and tattoo sleeves adorning both arms. His most noticeable tattoo was a large detailed cross. The Lord is my shepherd, he know what I want, I thought to myself. I'm Ray, I smiled, pausing the stair machine which had been picking up speed. Oh, you don't have to stop your workout, I just wanted to introduce myself. I definitely had to stop, I'm not that coordinated, I laughed. Maybe we should exchange numbers. I couldn't help but notice your beauty. I wasn't sure if he was sincere or if I was just insecure. I certainly did not feel beautiful, bare-faced and drenched in sweat. I was certain what he meant as he noticed my big butt bouncing in workout leggings and was intrigued. Nevertheless, we exchanged numbers. After chatting for a couple days, Drew asked me to accompany him at a fundraiser at the High Museum. I was excited but worried the event was too formal for a first date. Drew was a lawyer and had prefaced the invitation by telling me I would meet his co-workers and fellow junior partners. Ultimately, I agreed to go out of interest in networking and my desires to slide on a cute little black dress. I arrived at the museum before Drew and entertained myself by smoozing and passing out business cards. When I grew bored from socializing, I found a seat next to an overly chatty elderly lawyer named Kip. Out of desperation to escape Kip's conversation, I began texting Drew frantically regarding his whereabouts. I've been here for a minute, Drew responded. Puzzled, my eyes zigzagged across the room, searching without any luck. After a minute of looking around, I felt a tap on my shoulder and turned around. For a brief moment, I did not see anyone. It wasn't until I shifted my gaze downward that I saw Drew, standing in a suit and tie, boldly at five foot. He's shorter than me. How did I not realize he was short? I've been here this whole time looking for you, Drew said with agitation. Well, maybe you should have looked up. Why didn't you text me sooner? I wasted time I could have spent with my partner searching for you, 
he continued. You want to reframe that? I said, matching his level of agitation. I had developed a habit of slipping into therapist mode, often talking to people as if they were my clients. I'm sorry, I just don't like when people are late and don't listen to me. I told you to be here on time. I didn't invite you to my work event for you to embarrass me. Who exactly do you think you're talking to? I asked for clarification. I was confused and I was not a fan of Drew's tone of voice. You're right, I'm sorry. Let me start over. I'm glad you're here, finally. Drew leaned in and gave me a hug, wrapping both of his arms around me. The hug felt awkward, mostly due to his height. When he released his grip, I felt the top of his head brush against my chin. I tried to make the best of the night, but it was clear we were not compatible. He was not only short in stature, but short with people. Rude and entitled, he was verbally aggressive with all the staff we encountered. He was demanding, impatient, and attention-seeking. Character defects I have never meshed with. I allowed myself a break from his presence by escaping to the ladies' room to retouch my makeup. While in the restroom, I called my best friend, Neek. Girl, I said as soon as she answered. Oh, God, what now? The date isn't going well. He's a mean Keebler elf. What does that mean? Is it Atlanta slang? Neek inquired. No, it means he's four feet tall and rude. I had to whip out my anger management skills to keep from going off. Almost slipped into 216 Ray Ray. Girl, please leave that heifer in Cleveland. You need to be rebranding yourself in Atlanta. Can't be down there getting angry. You're right. I just don't like disrespect. I'm surprised your shallow butt even dating someone short. You know small guys have a Napoleon complex. First off, I'm not shallow. Secondly, all small guys do not have little man syndrome. But I didn't realize he was short. I was up really high and he was at the right distance. It's a long story, I explained. Where you meet him at? The gym. Figures. <laughs> when they can't make themselves grow up, they always focus on growing out. I bet he have a nice body, though. Neek laughed, cracking herself up. I gotta go, Neek, I said, rushing her off the phone. I did not have time for her stereotypical theories, and I knew the event was wrapping up. When the event was over, Drew asked if I wanted to go to Waffle House. I was learning that nightcaps at Waffle House were a southern tradition. I decided to give him one last chance to redeem the night. Besides, I was craving an all-star with a pecan waffle. One-on-one, Drew was calmer, but still difficult to get along with. These losers can't even cook my eggs right. I said over easy. I like the yolk to run. I guess that's why they work here, idiots. He was disrespectful not only to the staff, but to eggs. As everyone knows, the only acceptable way to eat an egg is hard fried. Hey, let's not call them losers. Most of them look like college students. Plus, working here doesn't mean they aren't successful in other areas. I said, coming to the employee's defense. Yeah, I bet they're real successful back there in their ratty hairnets. I was a firm believer that you could tell all you need to know about a person based on how they treat others. You seem pretty irritable, I observed. Do I? I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired, he explained while tossing his short legs up and folding them onto the booth seat. While gawking at Drew's frame, it became clear that the source of his irritability was indeed little man syndrome. He had developed an ego that made him appear bigger than he was, but deep down he was just small and self-conscious. Drew fell asleep at Waffle House, and I left and drove home. I thought about waking him up, but it was the first time he appeared peaceful, so I didn't want to disturb him. Besides, I figured the accommodating staff would find joy in providing that service. Let's stop believing our differences make us superior or inferior to one another. Unknown. And this concludes episode 5 of Memoirs, The Man That Comes Up Short.